This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Barry, we're so happy to have you here with us. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So tell us how you went from being a successful C-suite business leader, marketing professor, to starting something completely different. Well, trouble is something that I was thinking about long before I left um, Hudson's Bay and long before actually I even joined Hudson's Bay. Um, But the idea that I've really been lucky in my life to be, um, I've benefited in in many ways from so many people. And I was born in a situation that obviously, if you put a worldwide perspective on it, is, is certainly a privileged place to be. And so the idea that Um, I've been supported by so many people, including Len Lodish, who you talked about um, in the beginning. He's an incredible mentor to me um, over my my professional life and my personal life. So the idea of being able to give back is something that I've always tried to do and, you know, have tried to do that for many years. But to be in a position where I could actually spend a big chunk of my day focused on a business that would be oriented around giving back in an area that to me is a really meaningful one, which is equity for women and girls. And I think that, um, you know, I've been as I said, very lucky to get a lot of opportunities that many people wouldn't. And I think being able to provide that support and that inspiration to other people is something that I try to do. I know a lot of other people do as well. And so tapping into that is something that trouble is all about. Um, it's tell all us about what trouble is because it's yeah. kind of. Yeah. So trouble, trouble is a brand that. Um, creates a community of people who want to give back and want to support one another. And so we do it in a business way. I know business well. And so we said, Meredith Curran, who is my co-founder, and I said, let's try to help advance um, and accelerate equity for women and girls but leveraging the skill sets that we have, which are business ones. So if we could generate money that we could give to organizations that are already doing the hard work to focus on accelerating progress for women and girls, those organizations exist, they're numerous, they do amazing work, and many of them are capital constrained. So if we could create a business that taps into that mission, generates money that can go to those organizations to help them move faster in what they're doing, then that's what that's what trouble's about. It's about creating that community, using that community to generate money that's going to feed the efforts of nonprofits that are so doing- So is it a little like crowdsourcing? Well, it's, it's very much about, um, if you think about it, an analogy is, is uh, Newman's own. Newman's sells products that people want. We sell the opportunity to honor and recognize women who are I, troublemakers and ah, use trouble. the profits of that to uh-huh. go back to organizations, nonprofits that are already focused on women and girls. So help us, Barry, understand how do how does one engage with trouble to to help this mission? Take us I'm through so a typical. I'm so glad you asked, America. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to troublemakers.org, and what you can do there is purchase the gift of trouble 
um, or tell a story about your favorite troublemaker. So troublemakers are courageous disruptors who are up to um, creating good changes in the communities that they live in. And so I could honor you and send you the gift of trouble and call you out as a troublemaker Mm. with hashtag troublemakers for good. Mm -hmm. And you would get a gift from me and you can wear the badge of honor of trouble um, based on what I've sent you. And -hmm. then you can pay it forward. And then we give all of the profits to nonprofit organizations that are supporting women and girls. So you do sell merchandise. I know you sell like pins and water bottles. I have my water bottle actually and hats and things like that. And the idea is really to give it to other people then and to award it to someone else you consider a troublemaker. Exactly. I mean, you can mm. give it to yourself. We, calling yourself out and giving yourself a little gift is fine too. And also very much of it is about honoring and recognizing other troublemakers in your life that have been inspirational and helped lift you up and support you and being able to create the trouble that you make. So let me ask uh-huh. you this, Barry. Sorry to interrupt, Barbara. Let me ask you this because it's interesting. In some senses, you, you, are, you, are a fo- you, you have a focused segment and kind of, you know, domain of, of relevance. So will you reject me if I come on and ask to highlight a troublemaker that doesn't fit in the gender equity space? Or how does this happen? Is, is, it, is, is it just completely open or is it just, talk to me a little bit about the segmentation piece there. Yeah, yeah. Our troublemaker world is broader than equity for women and girls. So anybody who's creating good change in the world, big or small, is a Mm -hmm. troublemaker. And you can do that in very grand ways and in in very, um, you know, uh, easy um, yet impactful ways. They touch people's lives in various arenas. So the world of troublemakers is not limited to women and girls. But the, um, the money, the profits that we give are uh, directed to organizations that are about equity for women and girls. How did you get to the idea of trouble? Why didn't you, you know, go to like angels or saints or why did you take the word trouble? So the, the name of the company um, came from a family trip that we were on a few years ago in Japan Um, And vacationing in my household is an important thing. Our family vacations are really meaningful and a big big part of um, where we get a lot of joy. So we were in Japan and there's two parts to the story. Part A is we're on a train ride. I'm sitting next to a guy from Ireland chatting with him. He tells me he's in Japan for a year and I ask him what he's doing there. And he said he's there to learn kanji. And I said, really? And he said, do you know any kanji? And I said, I do not. So he said, well, I can show you some. And he took his pen and his paper and he drew a a character for a man and a character for a woman and a dog and a cat and a house. And then he put the man and the woman inside the house. And he told me that was the kanji character for home. Mm. I said, that's lovely. And then he said, and if you put two women the two characters of women inside the house, that's the word trouble. Is that true? I said, that's not true. That is not (laughs) true, by the way. That's folklore. But he told me it was true. Uh And I said, what happens if you put two men in the house? And he said, I don't know. That's not a word. So that's part A. Um, And I did believe him when I got off the train, although then I did research and found out that it was folklore. But this is is interesting, Barry, because I do want to get, you know, your perspective on this because you are a C-Leak Sweeter. 
a, a C-suite leader, excuse me. Uh, and so you probably are with your colleagues thinking, you know, the next second, third, fourth chess move for trouble. I want to get your perspective on, you know, you just started in March. Let's imagine you, you, you know, you hit your goals. What are some of the, the, the next phases of the company that you would envision uh, the second, the third chapter, so to speak, of trouble? Uh, do you have, do you have, can you share with us any of those kinds of thoughts? Because I'm, this is always interesting to build kind of this lifestyle community brand. I always want to know, you know, how does a, how does a, a C-suite leader make it not be a one trick pony? So could you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, of course. I mean, and, and as you said, we launched in August just a month ago. So we um, have been thinking about this for a while, but we launched with, kind of the startup mindset. We have a lot of ideas on pieces of paper about where the brand could go. And then we said, hey, we really want to hit this 100th anniversary date because it's sort of a marker for what we stand for, which is we want to celebrate that a lot of progress has happened about equity, but we also want the next 100 years to be much more rapid in the progress than mm. the last hundred years have been. Mm. And as you probably know, the, the 19th Amendment um, date, August 18th, when a hundred years ago, women were given the right to vote, it was still true that although we had the 19th Amendment, 75% of women of color were not able to mm. vote because there were all sorts of obstacles that were created at the state level and mm -hmm. in, with other systemic barriers. So the idea that the 19th Amendment happened is amazing and worth noting and marking and recognizing and also thinking about how it needed to go much further than it did when it mm -hmm. got passed. So that's the essence of why that was an important date for us. And we said, hey, in the spirit of startup, let's shoot for that date, let's race for that date and mm -hmm. do a minimal viable product. Let's get something out there um, that we can execute and execute well, and we'll build from there. And we're gonna take views from our community about where we go instead of you know just playing the playbook out. But in the playbook are things like um, being the one-stop resource for women to get all the tips and tools that they might need in order to be bold troublemakers in whatever way they want to do that. Sometimes that's very upfront, sometimes it's behind the scenes, but learning from each other and learning from men as well who are very supportive of it. So um, lots of content uh, that doesn't exist today is one area that we expect to grow into. Another area could be the marketplace for um, women and girls equity. So imagine, you know, Etsy, but for women and girls uh, equity, people that want to sell things to a like-minded community that are willing to give a portion of profits back to organizations that support the cause is another direction that we could go in. So those are sort of two bolder directions that that are on um, our agenda. And there's lots of other ideas, but you know we're gonna filter them based on the input from customers. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you in trouble? They can go to troublemakers.org. Um, and then you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, all troublemakers for good. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.